0: This is the Steelers standard on Steelers nation radio and podcast on Steelers.com. So with the Steelers making all these moves in free agency, it seems to me that the draft strategy might've changed a tick here or there. A tad. Just a, just a smidge, maybe mainly it's the offensive line, right? That's the one you're like, well, I don't know if they even need to take a pick in the draft this year, at least in the first couple of rounds. Whereas I think before Cole signed, before Daniel signed, before they re-signed Chooks, we were all under the impression that there was two ways that the first-round pick could go, defensive line or offensive line. Now, some people out there would be like, well, Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. No, 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 no. They're not going to take a quarterback. It's going to be the defensive line or the offensive line. And I think with those free agency signings, you've kind of taken offensive line off the board now. And, again, I mentioned in our previous episode that we did, if you want to go back and give a listen to that, anywhere you find your podcast, feel free to do that. Talk to them about the free agency signings. But I really think that when you bring in the Daniels and you bring in the Cole, it just really signals, hey, we won't take that offensive lineman now in the first round. Probably won't even take him in the second round. Third round minimum is probably where we take our offensive lineman. If we take, when we take one in this draft, I should say. It's always good business to take at least one in a draft. But I think it's just, you know they might as well have put it on the sky in a, spot, uh, in a spotlight in the sky saying we're taking a defensive lineman in the first round. Now, maybe there's not a good one available. There's a run on them gone by they get by there and 20, they have to take someone right? else. But I think they're going to find a pretty decent player by 20, and I think they're going to pull the trigger on that player. I think if you want to see it, meaning if you can put the blinders on as far as the quarterback situation is concerned, it's pretty clear what they're going to do with the first round pick.
1: Yeah. I mean that's just given what they've done in like these last four days since the free agency period has opened, right? Yeah. You you didn't expect it to be so crystal clear because you didn't expect this team to go out and sign a quarterback that it's going to be most likely. I can't see how unless there's an injury involved, Mr. Trubisky will get the start week one, and then you go out and you sign Daniels, you sign. Uh, you sign uh, Levi Wallace you sign guys like Miles Jack these are pieces that the Steelers were supposed to pursue in the draft and now that you've already requ- acquired them via free agency and they're not just pieces like you know I, I keep harping back to to last year's offseason when you brought in a veteran trade Turner you brought in a veteran Melvin Ingram these guys we were, we were very happy to see them be signed by the Steelers. But I think the upside with the guys who are brought in this year are much higher. And we talked about the youth on the offensive line. Like I, like I mentioned with Daniels, like Mason Cole, there's just so much more potential there. I think with the guys who are brought in this year that the draft now kind of it's wide open in terms of what you can do, which is so strange because we were sitting here only what last week saying you cannot do what you did last year. The sexy pick, you I mean, you had to get Najee Harrison in the first round if he was there. And and thank heavens, thank thank you football gods that he was there because I think he's going to be a top five running back for the next five years, if not longer, in the NFL. But then in the second round, you were saying, okay, well, you got your running back, and then you have to address the offensive line because you know it's your weakest unit. But just because the right guy wasn't there, you said, well, Pat Frymuth can be a really good, addition to the offense, let's go with him, and we'll wait another round in of the offensive line. Just last week we were saying you did it last year. I don't think you can afford to do it this year. I think you have to address certain pieces. You have to address the defensive line. You have to address the secondary. and You have to address the offensive line early. And now that you've addressed those positions with legitimate pieces, before the draft has even come, I think it's okay to say, well, even though we were saying this just a week ago, things change in a matter of days. We shouldn't we shouldn't scold ourselves for saying, well, if this one guy is here, let's go after him.
0: Well, I think the one guy that I have an eye on that would be that guy to go after is Jordan Davis. I know. Georgia. We've been very high on Jordan for Davis. For a while now, even before the offensive lining signings came in, I've been thinking that this guy pretty much fits the bill. A lot of people that are going to try to shout me down for this opinion, or if you share it with me, shout us down for it, are going to be people that are going to point out you can't take a a two-down lineman with a first-round pick. There's just no value there. First of all, have you seen Jordan Davis play? Second of all, have you seen how bad the Steelers run defense is on those first two downs that he Mm -hmm. would be playing in? And third of all, Casey Hampton was a pretty good two-down lineman, who got drafted in the first round once upon a time for your Steelers. Oh, it's a different game then. Yeah, Jordan Davis is a different player than Casey Hampton. Casey Hampton wasn't running no 4-6-40 time, looking like a GD monster coming at you. I I was scared looking at it through my computer screen watching the angle where the camera was at the end of the finish line on the 40 and he was Mm -hmm. running full speed at you. That guy should be uh, being a vigilante out there, being a superhero, uh, saving the day, not playing football the way that he can move. So I really love the guy. I was looking at CBS's mock draft just now. I- I'm looking at a lot of mock drafts hoping that there's one that'll get him the drop to me. It was really heartbreaking on CBS's because he went at number 17 overall to the Chargers. Who's that? Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, and which by the way, if the Chargers get him, jeez, oh man. That team is just I mean we 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 are
1: man. we are here applauding the Steelers. The Chargers, the pieces they've
0: added on defense are incredibly impressive and then the very next pick at pick 18 they gave the Saints Devontae Wyatt his running mate from Georgia on the defensive line kind of like oh if you're not going to get him then I'll at least take the number two fiddle on the best defensive line potentially in the history of college football last year Mm -hmm. that won a national championship and he went at 18 so I really am kind of being too optimistic when it comes to at least Davis because I think not only was he just so dominant at Georgia last year that you saw it on film in the eye test past, but he was a combine superstar. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he checks all the boxes. Like, not just, oh, he looked good on the field on the tape. His measurables flew off the chart, too. I mean, yeah, he's big and he can only play on two downs most likely, but... Man, those two downs he can do a lot of damage on. So I would be all in on Jordan Davis. If he can get to you, if he can fall down to you, if you can maybe work a a mid-round trade to move up a couple picks just to ensure that you snag him, I I think that would be very great for business. But Chargers are a team that scares you. The Saints are a team that scares you. The Eagles pick like three times right before the Steelers do. 15, 16, and then they have the pick right before the Steelers at 19. So... I mean, Fletcher Cox is great there. They have Javon Hargrave. I think you're pretty safe as far as the Eagles are concerned. Maybe you talk to the Eagles about number 16 and you say, hey, we'll give you another pick in the mid-round. You drop back to 20. We jump up to 16. We take Jordan Davis before the Chargers or Saints even have a chance, and boom, run defense is basically fixed.
1: Do you think it's worth it to trade up with a team that— Only is- if it
0: was something like I'll swap a fourth-round pick next year. Yeah, just to- And the Eagles— Worried about anybody the Chargers or Saints would take after them. So they're just like, yeah, why not? You know, we'll, we'll make that move with you, Pittsburgh. But i loud thinking of ways that if he does fall that far, you could have a chance to get him. He could go in the top ten for as far as I know. He's that much of a specimen. And if that's the case, I know that it's not, you know, incredible as far as the defensive lineman after him as far as first-round talent is concerned. I've seen some drafts think DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M could go in the first round. Uh, Perion Winfrey from Oklahoma could go anywhere from the first or second round. And like I mentioned, Devontae Wyatt, his running mate, anywhere from the late first to second round. So you could grab a guy. The position, I think, and this kind of transitions nicely to what I think they'll do in the second round, but the only other position I think they could toy with taking in the first round if davis is off the board and they don't like any of the other d linemen at first round value is a corner because i think you're going to find a decent corner in the first round at least at the spot that you're picking at and one that could potentially fall is Derek stingley jr from lsu good player i don't that's know if someone that's really i would a kick fall. the tires on. i think
1: he's probably
0: he's ranked be... around 18 yeah. but people might reach for corner it's such an important Maybe. position Amad Gardner is the top one in this class out of he Cincinnati. He won't be there. He's going top ten. Yeah. But maybe Stingley's there. And that guy has a lot of pedigree, and I think that's someone that could start right away for you if you picked him in the first round. So if worse comes to worse and Jordan Davis is off the board and you don't like the tackles anymore and you think you can get, you can get one of the same tackles that you're going to get in the first round in the second round now, I wouldn't be opposed to pulling the trigger on a corner. But that would probably be the only other position I'd look at in the first round. Between a, a defensive he tackle line. and a cornerback.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so I think there is Like, here's my question, Tom. I know we just talked about how how well Kevin Colbert just managed to 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 maneuver free agency by going out and signing um, by signing Mason Cole, by mm-hmm. signing James Daniels. But if the right guy is there. Like, if a Zion Johnson is there at 20, If it, mm, I don't know if a is going
0: to drop. He probably won't. If a Linderbaum drops. If a Linderbaum drops. You'd still go all lineman. Would you not? I mean, you can never have too many good offensive like linemen, Like, if Jordan right? Davis is gone. Yeah. And you don't like the tackles that are there for first-round value.
1: And, and you don't want to take a corner
0: in the first and, round. Amar Garner's gone. Or, or say, and by Thingley's this gone. point, you already have Hayden back or something like Maybe. that. Maybe. So you don't need a corner anymore. So
1: if, I don't know if Lindenbaum falls, Linderbaum falls, but if Zion Johnson is there?
0: Man, it's almost like they re- they really don't have a big pressing need right now. Right now, which is weird. I, I th- Well, I take that back, because I think it is still defensive tackle. I think that's the right. biggest it, hole, the because depth, you don't know yeah. about to it. Mm. Alu Alu's coming back from injury, and Cam Hayward is going to be an all-pro again, but... Other than And I guess you have Adams now, too, that you at least know about, is going to be there as a body. So there's still a lot of question marks there. But that has probably, to me, become the most glaring hole hole on the team. Well, so
1: also, we just talked about at length the youth of the offensive line. The youth is a problem on the defensive line. All three guys are, what, 30? Three guys, meaning Tewit, Oluwalu, Cam, are 30 and older you need to not necessarily blow up and rebuild, but you need to start re-piecing that offensive line. You need to start adding some youth to it. So maybe despite offensive line talent possibly being there at pick 20, you'd have to prioritize defensive tackle just because you need to start planning for the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you can say it's fair that they're going to take a defensive tackle, They're gonna take an offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. They're gonna take a cornerback. I think. What do you do about safety though? Just thinking out loud because Terrell Edmonds is so you know out in the open right now. We don't really know. know. You don't hear about contracts with him. You don't hear about the Steelers with
1: him. Kind of like Joe Hayden. I haven't heard saying this team is emerging or this team is interested. And bringing him in... Well, the Honey
0: Badger's at the very top of the well, sure. team's mind of right course, now. Of course, but
1: I don't see Tyrrell anywhere near like the top of those available safeties right now.
0: Do you see the Steelers being a team that potentially kicks the tires on a Honey Badger? On a, ter- wow. a Tyron Matthew? Because so- that would probably make the defense one of the <laughs> most elite defenses in football.
1: Well, would you rather go out and get Stephon Gilmore, or would you rather bring in Tyron Matthew?
0: Tyron Matthew. You think so? Yeah, he's younger. And I think the corners are okay. Like, especially if you have Matthew and Fitzpatrick playing so safety. So, if you bring in Matthew. This seems like you... a pipe dream to me talking yeah. about it out loud, but. Well, let's I, just do it. If you
1: bring in Matthew, are you able to retain Terrell Edmonds?
0: No. He's gone. Right. And I think you'd want him to be gone because you would probably just, you know, you'd have guys like Brew slide into that depth piece as far as the safety is concerned. Maybe you bring in another guy to just fill You don't need to Emerson to be your spot. depth piece. No, he he, he starts for a depth you, piece. Yeah. He's going to start somewhere. Either
1: you, either you, either he starts for you or he's not on your yeah. team. And he's going to be a lot cheaper than
0: Matthew. But right. I don't know. The it's Matthew
1: just, theme, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen.
0: That's the only spot right now that if they had to line up tomorrow to play a game, you don't really know who's going to – I guess it would be killover Like you don't know who would be there or you're not comfortable with who would be there. Because you think about up front, you'd have Highsmith, you'd have Watt on the edge rush. You'd have Cam Hayward. You've had Alu Alu. Just assuming he's coming back from injury, and let's just play that two. It doesn't come back. So you'd have probably Adams or a, a rookie in there at defensive. Is Wormley
1: still under contract? I believe he is actually.
0: Yeah. So you'd make someone else that's probably not a good enough starter is going to have to play above the line if two it doesn't come back. But if two it comes back, then you have Alu Alu, two and Hayward up front. Highsmith and Watt, like I said, rushing from the edge. Miles Jack and Bush in the middle at linebacker and let's just say they did sign Witherspoon, and we're going to go with Witherspoon and Wallace as your two corners. Your safeties are Killebrew and Fitzpatrick, and then when you go nickel, Sutton would be the slot corner that comes in. That's the one one spot right there, that safety spot, that just doesn't have a starter in it yet. It
1: kind of sounds like that's the one position where you're okay with the starters, on paper, but the on paper starter, if, if Terrell Amins is not there, Killer Brew is the starter. The combination, I don't know, because I don't know if it's it going to be Killer Brew or is it going to be Trey Norwood?
0: I forgot about Trey Norwood. Either mm-hmm. way, Either way. not it, good it's, enough. It's not, it's not a it's starter. Not,
1: it's not, even though Terrell Amends isn't a world beater, I'd rather see on the depth chart, Terrell Amends safety one, and then Norwood and, and Killer Brew behind him.
0: Any chance Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame falls to the Steelers? I don't Steelers? think so. I was kidding. He's going to go in the top five. Yeah. He's one. I think he's the best playmaker in the draft really? class right now. Yeah, cool. he's really good. But Daxton Hill out of Michigan is ranked right around twenty. I don't know if you really want to take a safety in the first round. The defensive tackle is so much more important. Well, that's cornerback why cornerback think- is so much more important. There's just other positions that are more important in playing winning football than a safety. I mean, having a safety is a really good luxury to have. You already kind of have one but I don't know if you really want to take your first-round pick on a safety. I'd take maybe a third-round pick on one or a later pick on one, but maybe then again, that guy round, just becomes a guy that's more project. You don't know if that
1: guy is really worth taking just to take.
0: Yeah. I I know exactly what you mean there. Like It does feel kind of like you're just looking at a hole you have and just taking a guy to fill that hole instead of, I actually like this guy and think he can play on my team can at this we, spot.
1: Can we check how much available cab space that the
0: Steelers are left after everything that unfolded yesterday? I probably could find that out if you can talk for a little bit and fill some air.
1: Well, the reason we have to ask is because we're a little unsure about the safety position.
0: It so, might be all, all the uh, websites like track with the two just before I find it could be a little off because things are just changing and contracts true. are speculated and right. not signed yet officially. So You need
1: to understand if, if you want... The thing is, though, is that we've seen... ESPN or we've seen NFL Network segments talk about the markets for certain players. The only team I've really heard about in the conversation of Tyron Matthew is Kansas City. So is it just a foregone conclusion he's going to come back there? Like if it's really just people are assuming Kansas City is the team, but the Steelers have more money, could the Steelers be a front runner potentially in that
0: Tyron Matthew sweepstakes? It's weird that Kansas City didn't bring him back. Like, he's in well, his prime. Like he's not, he's are not officially
1: super... gone. Are, I are guess, they but officially... they haven't really like, offered yeah. it. Like,
0: Mike Sando, a senior writer from The Athletic, great stuff. Uh, read him at The Athletic. He's one of the best when it comes to football. I was talking to us on the Mark Madden show yesterday, and he was like, you'd think that this would be somebody that they would bring back before free agency even started. Like, you think this would be an easy re-sign for them. He's on a defense that is hurting for playmakers but is made because of its playmakers, like Chris Jones and himself. Mm -hmm. like That's the identity of them is, yeah, they'll give up a lot of points. Sometimes they'll give up yardage. They won't look great, but they have guys that can make big plays, and he's absolutely in the middle of that. In his prime still, for a team that is trying to compete for Super Bowls still with Mahomes, the window's wide open. You'd think that'd be an easy person to bring back. Maybe it signals you know, they're anticipating all of the money they're going to have to be smarter with because of what they tied up into Patrick Mahomes right. now. Right, and
1: I think that team specifically prioritizes offense over defense. So if they had the choice between bringing back a combination of Hill and Kelsey or Jones and Matthew, I think even though Patrick Mahomes can make plays with anyone on the field, they'd prioritize Hill and Kelsey.
0: According to overthecap.com, and again, this might be wrong because I don't know if they updated it since the latest signing. But it could be accurate enough, right? Steelers still have $19,336,000 in cap space still available, which is still up towards the top 10, back half of the top 10, but up towards the top 10 of the NFL. Uh, Right now, the Colts have the most with $41 million of cap space available to them right now. Seahawks jumped way out in front with getting rid of Russell Wilson. Now they're at the very top of the list. But yeah. So, they still have a good amount of money to go around. I don't put know. If 19 this
1: year is enough.
0: Oh, I think it absolutely is. Because you well, can make contracts well, well, creative where maybe Matthew's well, hit is only, you know, 15 million, 14 million. If you get million. Matthew, that's it. And you know, Colbert likes to have about 5 million in his pocket heading into a season. Right. So, he so has once you get
1: around. Matthew, if you get Matthew, it would
0: have to be around like 14 million cash. That hit. would be the end of the free agency acquisitions. I think I'd be okay with that. I rather, think, than,
1: rather than bringing in a couple of a combination of guys? I
0: don't know. I think you've already brought in a pretty nice combination of guys. That's a good point. So
1: maybe you're, even though Miles Jack, big name, Mitch Trubisky, big name.
0: You've brought in like three potential starters. Well, looking at the offensive side of the ball, you've brought in five potential starters. Cole, Tricky, Daniels. Then you look on defense. Jack's going to start. Levi Wallace is a potential starter. There's five guys so that's that you five guys can could potentially potential start.
1: Is that? Other than Trubi- I don't it's tough. If if you bring in Matthew, where do you rank him in terms of guaranteed starter? Because I think Trubisky's guaranteed, but Matthew's just that much better than Terrell Edmonds and Trey Norwin and Miles Killerbrew.
0: Yeah, he'd be a nailed-on starter. I mean, there wouldn't be even right. A, but I actually think Miles Jack's more of a nailed-on starter than Trubisky too. Really? Yeah. Wow. I do think there will be a battle. Whether it's a sham battle or not, I, I do think there will I be a I think there, there will definitely Whereas be at least I a think, sham battle. where I think Jack is going to be the guy. Like, they're going to operate as you're the dude. There's no battle here. So I think he's the more nailed on starter. But So I... I To so bring it back to the draft, though, with the safety, I don't think that it might... It, I think I agree with what you said, where that might just be filling a hole for filling the hole's sake. It might not be the best player to take right now. Maybe it you bring be, back Edmonds, It would make the big splash, but... Just don't do it in the draft.
1: It would be ideal if somehow, some way, Terrell Evans was got his deal elsewhere, or Matthew was signed anywhere. That way, you're looking at yourself saying, "I, I just lost Terrell, and Tyra is still out there, right?" It, it's kind of you don't like having your hand be forced, but in this case, I think it would be a
0: good thing for the Steelers. You know, as a team that I think should jump all over him. The Cowboys. All over Matthew? Yeah. Well, they have $26 million in cap right now. They need another playmaker on the defense. And they would happily well. go
1: over. I mean, they don't care about it. Yeah. They don't, then, they're a team that never cares about doing that. They yeah. would overpay for him, too. I know That's Diggs I mean.
0: had all the interceptions last year, but. But we know how bad he is. Yeah, in he's coverage. not that great. So I don't know. You'd have a lot of ball hawks in that secondary in Dallas. Sure. Plus, it's Dallas. You're supposed to, that, right. right? You're supposed to be a big guy. They haven't I mean, in they, a while. They,
1: they released Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, they just lost, what's his name, to Denver, Randy Gregory. Yeah, exactly, which was a big loss for them. Sure. So, yeah. Well, especially considering he was supposed to sign his deal with Dallas, that's the
0: beauty of this this legal tampering, tampering is because
1: you can say, oh, I'm going to come back. Just kidding. I'm actually going go go to Denver. I just said that so I
0: could leverage more offers, and Denver right. came in and made me a better offer. The Steelers have broken their trend of being spenders in free agency. The Cowboys usually are spenders, so right. maybe they are a team that can go big fish it's just, hunting.
1: You know, wild to me to be having this conversation about bringing in Tyron Matthew when you've already brought in five pieces, right? Like, we were yeah, excited. It, just, it over, does feel a little were, pipe dreamy. We were feeling excited over three guys last year. Now you've already, it's been, you're, in the, you're still in the first week of free agency and you've already brought in five starters. Right yeah, five, a, two offensive well, lines, two it defense. Could be five. Right, if if uh, Jack Wallace on defense. If, I
0: think Wallace is the biggest question mark as to will he start or not. And Cole because I think he'll be in a position battle with Green. Maybe that's but a good point. I think Daniels is nailed on, and I think Miles Jack is a and lock. Cole will and Trubisky's pretty much.
1: But regardless, start. if Cole and Jack, if Cole and and um not Miles Jack, if if uh, Cole, Levi Wallace no. Yeah. If Cole and Wallace don't start, they're still going to get significant playing time. Oh yeah, time. they'll be
0: they'll be playing. It's not, like, it's not yeah. they're,
1: they're not just depth pieces that. Okay, they'll play if, more than
0: forty percent of the time. If needed,
1: they can be called upon. They'll not just special there, teams, right. Yeah,
0: no, they'll they'll play a lot. Cole would be the first lineman off the board. Sure. Whenever, oh yeah. Whenever someone goes down on the inside or someone starts to play poorly, quickly on the offensive side of the ball, as far as draft strategy is concerned, you know they're going to take an offensive lineman. I think wide receiver would probably be the next position to grab just because it's such a deep class. Like I feel like you're doing a a disservice to yourself to not take someone in this class. Not only that,
1: you're doing a disservice if you're Kevin Colbert, who is the best wide receiver, mid-round scout, without question, in the last two decades, right? Yeah, I agree with that. And considering, to your point, how deep it is, I think the only counter-argument is how top-heavy it is like every guy there is super uber talented, but I mean Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, these are from blue blood programs, Alabama and Ohio State. You want that like that on your team? I know they weren't like Devonte Smith, a Heisman Trophy winner, or they weren't Jamar Chase, who was a who was a what? He went number four to the Cincinnati Bengals last year, number yeah, three to like the that. Bengals. You don't know, you're not hearing that around these guys, but they are that good and they come you know how we always say, I I'm gonna pass in the Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama quarterbacks, but give me all the running backs, give me all the receivers, give me all of the guys in the secondary because those specialty players are so freaking talented that you know they're gonna their talent's gonna translate to the professional level. Same thing with these guys at the wide receiver this year. They all come from top programs, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, Penn State,
0: USC. They're the best, dude. This is a great class. So you have, I I think. They got rewarded a fourth round compensatory pick. I saw that. I said, take a wide receiver there.
1: And it's not only that. It's not just a fourth round pick. It's the first pick, I believe, in the fourth round. So you're essentially taking a late third rounder.
0: You've been giving a late third rounder. If it went defensive tackle first round, cornerback second round, offensive lineman third round, wide receiver fourth round, it has to be. Is it great? You think that's a great draft? Well, so I far? would just
1: say if, if if you went in whatever order, D tackle, cornerback, uh, O line in the first three rounds, regardless of order, I think because you address those, you have to
0: go wide receiver. Right, I think you're gonna take a wide receiver in this draft. I really do. If not, maybe they didn't possibly, take one last year, and right. that was kind
1: of out of the. Ordinary. If not, possibly in the third round. Maybe depending the on right the guys. guys depending on the guys you get in the first two rounds, if someone is there, uh, the kid out of Penn, I'm I'm blanking on his name.
0: I'll find it for you in a second. The wide receiver out of Penn the State? wide receiver out of Penn State,
1: who I think Jahan
0: Dotson, could, right,
1: who could be there in the third round.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's ranked right around the 40s as far as overall talent is concerned. So maybe a little earlier than the Steelers are picking in the second. It would be more the second round probably for him. But, dude, I'm telling you, Colbert's got his eye on somebody. Uh, John Mitchie, the third out of Alabama, 66th overall prospect. He's an Alabama boy. He's going to be a pretty decent receiver. Right, that's what I'm saying is that they're
1: all blue blood programs. You know they're talented. You know they can make
0: plays. And Colbert's the best at finding diamonds in the rough, but there's not that much rough as far as you can see a lot of the diamonds in this class. So I I think you definitely take that. I wouldn't take a running back in this class, though, because I want a running back as a veteran if you're going to get anybody else. Maybe the one thing, too, that Kevin Colbert can benefit from is he knows
1: how to evaluate (laughs) mid-round talent for wide receivers. Other guys, other GMs, you know, maybe aren't as good as it. I know they do Maybe they, they see certain wide receivers just there, and they go, well, he's there, I'm going to take him. Jalen Rager, something like that. Colbert will say, I know who I want at this point in the draft, and if he's there... That's going to be my guy.
0: Never forget that Jalen Rager went to like a pick before Justin Jefferson. Never forget that. That'll do it for this episode of the Steeler Standard. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen, but we got one more episode for you in today's batch, talking some NFL free agency and maybe getting into some hierarchy talk as far as the AFC is concerned. So make sure you find that and listen to that. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Offerman, and we'll talk to you guys next time.